today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. A five-year pilot project allowing the use of electric scooters on provincial roads is now in effect, came into effect yesterday. And basically what the provincial government is doing, it announced this pilot in November, it's saying that these motorized vehicles, which were illegal to operate anywhere other than private property, will be allowed on our roads, although they can't exceed 24 kilometers per hour, and they must have a horn or a bell. And the provinces that are doing this pilot project, again, this is a five-year pilot project, saying this is going to expand business opportunities and help cut down gridlock. Hmm. I raise an eyebrow to both those suggestions, but I guess we'll see. Now, here are some of the other rules that e-bikers or e-scooter users will have to adhere to. You have to be at least 16. You must wear a helmet. And your e-scooter or e-bike cannot weigh more than 45 kilograms. I'm not sure how much one weighs right now, but 45 kilograms is, is the max. Ministry said back on Tuesday that municipalities, I find this interesting, municipalities can pass their own individual bylaws to permit e-scooter use and set safety standards in their communities. And a ministry spokesperson also said, quote, we expect the municipalities that participate in the pilots to make safety a priority and establish rules that promote the safe operation and integration of e-scooters in their communities. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, other saying is, we hope communities participate. <laughs> David Lepofsky is the chair of the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act Alliance, and he's also a visiting professor at the Osgood Hall Law School, and he joins us now here on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. David, good morning. Good morning and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, is, is this pilot project a bad thing? This pilot project is a bad thing, and I think even calling it a pilot project is a bit of a farce. This is uh, just a couple of quick corrections. You said in your introduction <clears throat> that e-scooter riders need to uh, ride, wear a helmet. Mm -hmm. That's only up to age 18. After that, you can ride one without a helmet, no problem, which means we're going to have more head injuries uh, and uh, the public's going to have to pay the cost. The... Uh, uh, the other thing you mentioned, that this is relates to e-scooters and e-bikes, it only relates to e-scooters. Uh, just So here's what the problem is. This proposes to create a serious danger to the physical safety and uh, accessibility for people with disabilities in Ontario. It's actually a threat to physical safety of everybody. Um, people who will be allowed to ride an e-scooter if a municipality permits it need not carry insurance. They can be completely uninsured. They don't have to be licensed. They don't have to be trained. They don't have to know the rules of the road. They can literally just rent one of these things, pick it up, and instantly throttle up to 24 kilometers an hour and come rocketing towards you. They also uh, would be permitted to ride these not only on the roads, but on sidewalks. And they're silent. They don't make any sound. The motor doesn't make any. They're a motor vehicle, but they're a silent motor vehicle. So I, as a blind person, 
face the real risk of a 24-kilometer-an-hour rocket uh, coming towards me, driven by someone <clears throat> with no experience, no training, no license, no insurance. And uh, that is already a danger. Uh, but the other problem is the, the, the folks who've been pressing for this, the folks who have the inside track on the premier's office and who've got the premier, premier Doug Ford to listen to them, they sure didn't listen to us, are these uh, companies from uh, the states or elsewhere that rent e-scooters. And so, and, and their business model is this. You pick up an app, you tap on the app, you say, I want to rent one, it tells you where the nearest one is, and you pick it up. And where you'll find them is strewn all over the place. That's what we found from other jurisdictions that have allowed these. They don't have to be kept in a rack out of the way of pedestrians. So again, as a blind person walking down the street, these could and predictably will be left on our sidewalks. So it's a tripping hazard and an accessibility hazard. If you're in a wheelchair or you use a, uh, a walker, you can be walking along a sidewalk that you thought was accessible until somebody left an e-scooter in your path. And we know this from other jurisdictions where these are allowed. And that's their business model, these rental companies. The way they make money is by renting these out, and they get free parking that you and I, the taxpayer, are paying for. So this is a danger both to our safety and our accessibility. Uh, under Ontario law, the province of Ontario is required to lead Ontario to become accessible to people with disabilities. They were given 20 years. It's, there's only five years left, and the Doug Ford government has done absolutely nothing new to implement that law in the 18 months since they took office. But what they are doing with this e-scooter program is threatening to create new barriers and make things worse. The last thing I'll tell you is you, I said at the start that calling this a pilot is a bit of a farce. This is not a pilot. If you're going to run a pilot project, you do it for six months or a year. This is a five-year way for the, uh, the rental companies who got there in with the premier's office to get their their businesses set up and entrenched in Ontario. You don't need five years to study this. You don't, frankly, need to, any time to study it. Go to the other cities where these have been left all over the, the sidewalks where people of the rates of injuries have gone up. Uh, and you can study to your heart's content that they're a bad idea. David Lepofsky is uh, the chair of the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act Alliance, and he joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Rick, in for Bill. You painted a great picture, and I want to get to some of the points that you made, but what's the difference between an e-bike and an e-scooter? Well, for one thing, um, this regulation addresses e-scooters, and that's what these rental companies are pushing on a rental model. Um, a person, by the way, who owns their own e-bike is not going to be um, uh, conducting themselves so readily according to the kind of business model we're talking about. Um, and the, the other thing, and they cost a chunk of money. The big, the big issue here is the rental thing. Hmm. Um, and that's what the e-scooter companies rent. The other thing is that to ride an e-bike, you've got to first know how to ride a bike. You've got to have some skills already. For an e-scooter, you can know absolutely nothing about how to ride one. Tap on that app, get up, get on the thing, and next thing you know, you are rocketing along at 24 kilometers an hour by simply throttling up. Um, and so that's, uh, that's part of, of the, the major problem. What we encourage your listeners to do is the following. First, uh, tell your city councilors, don't allow this in our city. 
because unless they allow it, it can't be done. So the first thing to say is, like, we don't need to experiment on the population of your city uh, to find out that these things are a threat to their safety and their personal security. Uh, if they want to reduce gridlock, use bicycles. Like, we already have available a, uh, 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 an option uh, that will reduce gridlock. We don't, the, the idea that these are needed to reduce gridlock is, gridlock is also a sham, I believe. Uh, but tell your city councilors, not in our community, please, and also tell your provincial members of, of, of the legislature uh, that, if, uh, that this claim that the province is concerned about our safety is also a farce. If they were concerned about safety, they would have set mandatory provincial rules to ensure their safe use, or they would simply not allow them at all. And the biggest difference between an e-scooter user and someone on a bike, because you don't have to be insured, you don't have to be licensed to ride a bike either, I guess the biggest difference would be the speed factor, right? Well, there's a combination of things. For one thing, at least um, in Toronto, where I come from, where there's bike, uh, a bike share service, they have to be parked uh, in those uh, parking uh, racks, not left all over the sidewalk if you're, if you're using a share service. <clears throat> the second thing is you can't throttle a bike up to 24 kilometers an hour in an instant when you've never ridden a bike before. Uh, so there's already uh, an experience thing. And the third thing is there are restrictions on riding them on sidewalks. The e-scooter regulations, last, last fall when the government was first discussing this with the public, they made it sound like they weren't going to allow these on the sidewalks. Now they say they are. So a pedestrian on the sidewalk is now um, an easy target. Now, let me just tell you one thing the province may say. They may say, oh, but we've set limits on how fast you can ride them on the sidewalk. They also said, oh, we're telling riders you can't leave them lying on the sidewalk. But those are offenses which are going to be impossible to enforce. If I'm walking on a sidewalk and I go flying over an e-scooter because it's been left on the sidewalk, I can't identify who left it there, so we can't prosecute them. If the province really meant business about protecting us, they would say that if an e-scooter was left on the sidewalk, it was confiscated. It was now the property is taken away from the owner. Then the rental companies would not allow them to be left on the sidewalk. They, that's their business model to have them left on the sidewalk. And the other thing is, if an e-scooter hits you and then sails off into the distance at 24 kilometers an hour, how do you identify who the rider is? You can't prosecute someone if you don't know who hit you. And we don't have cops standing on every street just waiting to identify e-scooter violators. So these are completely unenforceable regulations meant to create the impression that the province is concerned about our safety when they're not acting to protect our safety. It sounds like the communities that do adopt or, or, or subscribe to this pilot project uh, are going to be creating chaos for not only pedestrians, but people on their bikes and maybe even vehicles as well. Well, let me draw a comparison. You would never allow people to be subject to a drug trial for some new medication to see if it works without the consent of the people taking the drugs. But here, where the province is allowing for pilot projects where we could be exposed to a risk of these uh, injuring us or threatening our accessibility, 
without our consent. We know that the e-scooter companies, they sure know how to lobby. They clearly got the ear of Premier Doug Ford. Uh, however, uh, and, and they no doubt will be lobbying city councilors the same way that corporate lobbyists always do uh, to get their inside track. Uh, and uh, we are concerned that no municipality should allow their own uh, populations to be the subject to non-consenting participants in a human experiment in this so-called pilot project. I completely agree with you as well in terms of uh, the notion that this is going to help cut down gridlock because I just can't think of many people or anyone who is going to be willing to leave their vehicle at home to take an e-scooter to work. It's just not going to happen. Well, the idea that they seem to have is that you'll take the bus to a bus stop, and then if there's an e-scooter lying around near you, you're going to you're going to pick it up off the sidewalk where it's randomly left there because it may happen to be there at a convenient location. Then you're going to walk it to work on your e-scooter for the last uh, kilometer or two. Uh, but that uh, presupposes that we have to put up with these scattered all the heck over the place in sufficient numbers. Uh, to make them available when you want them. Now, I, I should make it clear, the rental companies that have had their successful lobby, and I mentioned the, the year of the premier, they're not on the hook for anything. They're not, uh, the, the province is not ensured that they will be liable every time one of their e-scooters injures somebody. They have not required that if the e-scooter is left lying on the sidewalk to trip someone that the rental company is on the hook and lose their e-scooter and that they face penalties. They haven't required uh, pretty much uh, uh, anything, if not much, of the e-scooter companies. They're putting it all on the e-scooter rider who will have huge difficulty ever identifying when they injure someone uh, in the way they use the e-scooter. So they, the guys who are going to make the money, uh, they're off the hook. They, they just laugh all the way to the bank. Uh, the others get to laugh all the way to the hospital with their injuries. Do you know of any cities who have jumped on board to to partake in this pilot? Well, no. The, the regulations were just announced a month ago and just allow it to start uh, uh, on New Year's Day. And that, uh, I don't know of any municipality that has announced that they're doing it. And I don't know too many people are going to ride an e-scooter uh, in the snow and ice. I mean, that's even more risky to their own uh, safety. And remember, adults don't even have to wear a helmet, so they can go flying off these things, get a head injury, and we, the taxpayers, uh, will pay for their health care and have to have them cluttering up our uh, emergency rooms uh, where the premier said he would reduce the lineups, not increase them. Hmm. Um, so, uh, but nobody's announced yet that we know of, but... Our fear is that because the corporate lobbyists know how to get the inside track with politicians, they sure did at Queens Park uh, with the Doug Ford government, that they're going to try to get the inside track with city councilors. Uh, and then next thing you know, we're going to face these kind of bylaws being enacted. So we're, again, we're, we're urging voters to tell their city councilors not in our community uh, and to tell their provincial members of the legislature to cancel this so-called pilot go back to the drawing board, and either don't allow this at all or set mandatory provincial safety requirements. Don't require us to lobby every single municipality to get our safety protected. Uh, rather, have the province set mandatory safety requirements across the board before we even start 
David, great discussion today. Thanks for the time. Thanks so much for uh, addressing this topic. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.